Welcome everyone, you're tuning in to Engaging Walk. My name is Drake. And my name is Ruby. We believe in the power of walking together and talking together. It is a simple act to stay connected, and movement is key. Hey everyone, so thank you guys for tuning in. My name is Drake, and this is Ruby over here with Engaging Walk. And so this week we did our Engaging Walk again in El Cajon. <laughs> it's a lot more exploring for us to do, and a lot more like unpacking, all that kind of stuff, and arranging furniture all that stuff that comes with moving so mm-hmm. still but a lot more for us to do i would say that we because we live literally in three towns so or county well no not cut not county yeah, it's like like on the border of three different cities el cajon la mesa so, and, and then santee santee yes yeah so it's a little bit further east northeast of like um san diego it's a beautiful area and like i said we're still getting acclimated to the new environment and Boba loves doing exploring with us, like finding new dog parks. She settled into one that she really likes, and yeah, so that's us right now. We're just loving this new neighborhood, and um, mm-hmm. so we, without further ado, we are going to dive right into our content. So for the last couple of weeks, we have been discussing this idea, the notion of finding and navigating the one. And again, so those of you who might just be tuning in, what that's talking about or what that's referring to is this idea of finding the right person for you mm-hmm. and navigating how do you find this correct, the, the, a suitable person for you, a romantic partner. First episode, we talked a lot about investing in yourself in the series. Uh, so you bringing something to the table has a lot to do with finding the correct person and, the, and a suitable romantic partner for you. Second episode, um, we talked a lot about, uh, when you want to help me out? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about asking big questions. Yes, there we go. Asking big questions. It was asking big questions and driving at a deeper understanding of who the person is and not shying away from potential red flags, things that you might need to work on, areas of compatibility and incompatibility. And today's episode, we're going to really dive deep into this idea of seeking counsel mm-hmm. and how that outside perspective is going to be essential for you to being able to get a a certain point of view or another point of view that can help you see those blind spots, see areas in which you are not being able to see. Either you're not willing or able to see. Mm-hmm. And... How that mentorship not is not just essential in terms of navigating the one, but goes well beyond. Yeah. So I think it's very important to have um, counsels around you. And um, do you want to elaborate more about a counsel, Drake? Yeah. So when we're talking about counsel, what we're talking about is this idea of a mentor or a um, or a role model, someone that you look up to, someone that you value their advice, particularly somebody of the same sex who can give you guidance and, and outside perspective and, and giving you a new look at things that you might be seeing, might not be seeing, and things that you need to see in terms of your compatibility with your partner or your romantic partner. Mm-hmm. And I think um, for me, when I seek out mentors, those just I just totally agree with everything that you mentioned. But also like um, the person also not just like talk what they 
believe, but also like live out what they believe as well. Like you can see very uh, clear all the evidence that they mention through their teaching, they believing through their lives. Yeah, that's a really important aspect. So if you're if you're seeking some if you're seeking to marry somebody, you might not want to seek advice from, you know, a perpetual bachelor, as for you know for men. You definitely want to seek advice from a married man who has gone through the ups and downs, has you know similar experiences to the ones that you were trying to live out, mm-hmm. and get that person's take because you know there's a certain perspective that uh, that person has. It's almost like they're on top of a hill. They can they have a, a wider vantage point because they've gone and through those those pitfalls. Mm-hmm. Just like if you had worked at a job for six years and, you know, there's a rookie, a new person that comes onto the job and you're like, oh yeah, I remember what that was like when I was new and I was struggling with that. That's the whole idea of having a mentor. That mentor can walk you through and be like, hey, at this stage in your career or this stage in your marriage or at this stage in your relationship, this is what you're going to be struggling with. This is most likely what you're going through right now. And this is how you get over that. But it takes this and this amount of work. And that's what you need to work on. Yeah. Um, but later on, I can share more how I, you know, found my mentors here in the U.S. Um, but just a, a real quick recap, um, mentions about them. Like, there are three women that I, women that I loved and admire. And um, they, they're very, like, normal people. But they... They only they all have great marriages and they love their spouse and they have very healthy um, relationship with their spouse. Of course, they were ups and down, but you know they. What I see is that I can feel the um, the atmosphere of love, of peace, and respect to each other, and full of joy um, around them with their spouse spouses and. That's what I want, you know, because when you look for the mentor, you look into their lives and like, are they, how is their marriage, you know, how they respond when um, difficulties happen and how do, re- how do they treat their, their spouse as well? That, that's really matters when you pick a counsel for you. Yeah. So for what Ruby's talking about here is she's saying that these, these three women that she went to, she went to them for advice when we were at a certain stage in our relationship mm-hmm. and she was trying to figure out like, hey, how do I pursue this? What's the, what's the next step? How do I know I'm making the right choice? And she went to these women for advice. Yeah. How did you know that you were at that stage that you needed outside advice and seeking counsel in order to get an, a, that outside perspective on our relationship? I think when you know that, you know, you are serious about the relationship. So once I knew that, okay, I think I can go far with this person. And so I proactive, search out, you know, seek out for all of them. Say, hey, I have a person that I'm interested in. Can you help me to figure it out, you know, um, this person? And... um so just like bringing the moms to the conversation, but they are not my moms, but they really like care for me. And I know them for years, not just like new. So they know who I am and uh, they know um, how I, my characteristic and my personalities and all my stories. Um, but also they, 
kind of like have a heart as a mom for me as well. And uh, they're all very godly women. women. Um, yeah. Were you nervous bringing this to their attention? Like, how did you, how did you bring it up? <laughs> of course. Um, because I was the one that, you know, like not really interested and not, not interested, like never share that with them. So that is very personal sharing and say, Hey, um, so, but they, I'm, uh, I, I share with them like, Hey, I have a person and, uh, I would love you to meet the person and which would, would you be interested in? And thank God all of them say, yes, of course. And thank you for bringing it up. And so I you were up front with saying like, Hey, I want you not just to meet them, but I also want you to meet this person and me and give me your opinion about if this if I should pursue this relationship or not. For sure, yes. So thank you for bringing it up. Um, it's very important for you know for for us for a person to invite someone in as a mentor because you know no one's want to like jump into someone's business you know unless they get invited. So um, if you are looking for someone to be your mentor, make sure that you invite them in like hey I could you help me with this I invite you into this and uh, I would love to hear your opinion and I would love to hear your advice and and I'm sure they will say yes you know so, uh, so what sort of feedback and um, observations that they provide for you after they met me and um, how did you take that into consideration I mean obviously we move forward because <laughs> we're married but uh-huh how did you take all that into consideration um, in making a decision? So, thank you again for a very good question. Um, they, I mean, I have my own observations about you. And then, so I will introduce, well, first, number one, invite them into our spending time together instead of just two of us. Um, I invite Drake to um, one of the women's house, which is the Garay. And so they both, you know, see you in person. They both hang out with you, hung out with you. And then the other two, you know, see you a little bit, you know, because we went to church, we went to other activities. Um, So invite, so they get to see Drake in person. And then some, like after that, you know, they can say, hey, would you like, you know, have another time, just, you know, me and the woman, not like one-on-one. And then, so they will bring up the questions or they will bring up like, hey, um, well, again, I'm the one that, you know, right. asking, so what do you think about him? So they, again, they will share some questions that I already thought about him or observe, you know, from him. But they also bring like, hey, have you considered this? Hence, have, I have I seen this person, um, this is characteristic. Uh, this is what I observe. Have you considered this? Have you considered that? You know, they will give you more questions on top of what you already have. And so that would give you broader uh, perspective on that person and broader um, understanding what you want from that person. Yeah. Okay. So you take all this into consideration. They gave you some new things to look at. And you were like, yeah, okay. So all these things that they brought to my attention, I... I feel like I have like a green light. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, for our case, 
yes, they said like he's looks he he seems very nice, very kind, and it's you know he's he's great. So continue to get to know this person. Continue to know him in this way. Of course, they will give me area like okay, since because we met each other through um, you know the the social network. So it's a lot of that time and you know effort to get to know the person yeah um so is of course we have area to work on but um i'm i'm so grateful that they mentioned questions like hey consider how do you get to so since you know this person how do you consider to get him know deeper when you don't have a lot of time prior to this relationship you know how do we how do you continue to grow as a couple you know on top of that, because um, he worked in the military, so he has underway and deployment, you know, constantly. So how do you deal with that, you know? Yeah, and, you know, like Ruby was alluding to, I don't really have any family here, and the only people that I do have are, are at work, you know? And <laughs> so I didn't really have a lot of the counseling and the mentors that she has here because she has, you know, in San Diego, she has a lot of, a lot more, um, family networks and she has a lot more friends and people she goes to church with and all that. And Mm -hmm. I pretty much just have people from work, you know, before I met her. So I didn't really have that, that ability to reach out to people and be like, Hey, what do you think of, of this, um, this woman that I'm dating and how do you think I should pursue, uh, this? And I think, you know, in terms of like seeking advice uh, from family and friends, that wasn't really something that I ever really took into account before. Um, not that I didn't seek it or but or not that I wouldn't listen to it when it was provided for me, but I didn't I wouldn't really seek it unless someone would give me some advice or someone would provide me an observation. Now, usually it was always like, um, you know, good observations and things that I would take into consideration for like, Oh, these are valuable things that, that, uh, an ideal partner should have. Mm -hmm. And that went into a lot of the decision-making that I went into for, um, with Ruby because again, I didn't have anybody. So I'd always keep in mind, like in the past of examples that I learned from other people and from, and from like good advice, uh, reading, looking at statistics, looking at like what makes a, a, a marriage work um, and doing a lot of research on my own about that and taking more time to really consider all those factors was something that I used to make a, a, a good decision in moving forward with Ruby. Um, one for me was an alignment of values, an alignment of faith, um, alignment in terms of um, how we think about family, how we think about taking care of um, parents, and then also just um, uh, cultural. And like, even though we come from different, very very different cultures, there's still a lot of cultural alignment in terms of like how we, how we value family, how we value Mm -hmm. our parents, how we value um, manners. And then also how we think a lot about in, um, and raising children. Mm-hmm. So, and then one, knowing that the person 
wants to have children, you know, is, is another big one and how you would raise them and what sorts of things that you find valuable and then sorts of things that you and each other both find that you would, um, that you would like to do in the future. Also things that you would like to do in terms of like, uh, future plans, traveling, and timelines in terms of like where and where you want to live all those things you know luckily ruby and i were a really good match in all those things Mm -hmm. so all those like real world factors went into play for me and i think when you're seeking counsel with somebody and you're seeking that that role model uh, mentorship advice yeah, they can definitely give you a lot of really great advice and things that you're looking for that you can look forward to, and things that you that they can bring to your attention. But in term, um, but in terms of our relationship, not only did I not like really have that from my point of view, but all a lot of, a lot of those um, those value a lot of those values definitely came into play, and really helped us when we were making that foundation, but. Just the fact that Ruby had it definitely impacted our relationship in a positive way because it wasn't just a, a one-way street. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like she took that information and she took those perspectives and then she brought them into our relationship, not just for her, but for me as well. Yeah. And one thing that I also um, appreciate from my mentors is that they they don't really give me the answer. They give me their their, their, you know, their journey, their learning journey f- with their spouse. And, um, and then they give me a freedom to pick it up or, you know, receive it. And they ask me a lot of questions so that I can reflect on my own thoughts instead of just, you know, blindly follow things. They said, like, Ruby, what have you think about this? So they, I feel like a good mentors, they will give you not the answer, but the question so that you find the answer for yourself. And of course, they, beside giving questions, they, they pray along the side with me. And that, that is powerful, you know, because I know they care enough to pray with me and pray along with me and for not just for me, but for us. And, and it's just so much freedom and uh, love that um instead of fear you know because <laughs> I was like are you sure I can't I was like fearful and and I and it, it's okay to recognize that but then I was realized that why am I so afraid of this relationship well long story short you know like most of the times when I in relationship even if it gets started God would like no this is not the one so I'm ready for him for anyone to say it this is not the person, but somehow I didn't hear that. And I was like, am I hearing correctly? I need counsel, help, yeah. <laughs> big help, help. And then <laughs> I need help. And then, but three of them, they did, cause I, I talked to them separately. I didn't tell them like, you know, I talked to this person, that person. No, um, three of them, three individual women said that, yeah, go ahead. Um, we think it's a good match. Of course, you know, these questions, um, I give it to you, Ruby, and then you get to work with Drake and you continue to learn about him, continue to um, grow with him, and then you will find the answer because we don't, you know. 
So I think that's a good one of the good things that about having a counselor. Like they will ask questions that stir your thinking, your observation for the other person. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of value in taking that that counsel into consideration because no two people are going to be a hundred percent compatible. You, it's almost like if you are a hundred percent compatible, then it's actually like a negative point, I think, because there should be some areas of difference between you and your partner, because mm-hmm. that is where the real growth happens. Where there's certain things about yourself that you're gonna have to adjust to to be with your partner, mm-hmm. and yeah. likewise for your partner, that there's you know, in other words, if you're just like two perfect puzzle pieces that just are overlapping, well, then there's just, you'll, you only have that puzzle piece. Whereas if you have two that are very similar in certain aspects, but different in others, well, certain strengths that I have could be, um, my spouse's weakness. And that's okay because I will cover those areas. And then areas that I'm weak in, she is strong. And, those are other things that you want to look for is like, hey, is this person going to push me? Is this person going to bring out um, the best in me and bring out um, more discipline and a new approach and help me in those areas? So sometimes those areas of difference aren't going to be necessarily areas of incompatibility. It's just areas in which you have to highlight like, hey, you know what, this person's a lot more disciplined than you are. You know, they have a more rigorous workout schedule. You don't, <laughs> you know. So keep that in mind. It's not necessarily a deal breaker, but it is something that you want to at least think about going forward. That, you know, in other words, you're going to have to step your game up or you're going to have to meet this person at that level. And mm-hmm. if you're up for the challenge, that's great. But if you're not, then, you know, either work up to it or just kind of just know what you're getting into. Yeah. And also like the mentors also show you the blind spots that you cannot see from the other partner and um, the red flags, you know. Sometimes we fall into love too fast and we try to ignore all the red flags and say, it's okay, it's okay, we can get it through. But guess what? If you cannot deal with that now, while you are still dating, it's, very, it's going to be harder when you get into the marriage. So better listen to those things, red flags and the blind spots. Because the, the, better, the more that you can work before the marriage, it's the less work you're going to get work after the marriage. Yeah, so there's definitely a balance there. There's, you don't want to be like totally syncopated in everything where you're marrying and you're getting into a relationship with your mirror self. Um, or maybe you do, I don't know, but I think that doesn't really exist. (laughs) Um, and you don't want to meet and then, you know, be totally incompatible and just make it work. Yeah. Um, that's, Mm -hmm. that's a recipe, that's a recipe for disaster. So you want to take that, uh, all these things into consideration and, you know, make your best informed decision but at least when you have an outside perspective, you can get those different points of view that you might have missed. Especially like how Ruby was saying, where you know you might want to, you you might be actively avoiding um, addressing the the red flags. You might be just 
not seeing it, you know, or they might be so subtle that a person that is more experienced in life, more experienced in relationships is like, yeah, I know what that is. You know, that's what this is. And it's not a problem now, but it will be later on. And this is how you address it. And this is how you, you should be approaching it. And that experience and that, um, that outside counsel, that perspective is going to be really, really important. Mm-hmm. And um, besides, they show you the blind spot or the red flags that you may miss, but they also showing you um, how to treasure the connection. You know, like I remember, um, you know, when we go some of the down um, moments in the dating, you know, and one of the women, she's she uh, she constantly say Ruby, but. I see what like, I, I see and I what I've observed like Drake is really care for you. So if if you think this way, I don't think it's, you know, really like the way that he but trying to 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 project like he hey, I care for you. So maybe these thoughts may be not relevant, but I encourage you to talk to him about this. You know, they. I, what I can see is that my mentor is not just um, showing me the truth, but at the, at the same time, she points us to the connection. And that is one thing that I also want to tr- um, tra- um, transition into, like before marriage and then after marriage. So before marriage, my, all, all of the women that I mentioned, they, they really helped me to see through, you know, different layers on, and and. and and give me tons of questions so that I can reflect on and pray along with that. And, and you know, through the journey of knowing Drake, I can see more clearly where we're heading to. Um, but after the marriage, they I remember I was still <laughs> seeking for you know um, advice with Drake. And all of them mentioned to me, uh, again, is, you know, they not, we're not sitting four of us together, but like individually. And they all mentioned that, hey, after the marriage, you guys two in one. So before reaching out to, um, you know, to me, the most important thing is that you guys come together and make your own, make, make, make a decisions for yourself. Because the most important thing is that you guys are on the same page, you guys maintain a unity and peace in everything that you guys make in decisions in, in life. And that's the most important thing for the marriage. So, and then you have to be very clear with what you want together as a couple. And then, you know, of course, you always can reach out to us and share. But before sharing with us, you two should have something, you know, already in mind. So I think I appreciate that too. So after the marriage, the mentor is still there, but they not become a primary anymore. They Drake is my primary. And of course, you know, two of us, we're not just like making our own decisions. We also like come, you know, praying along with that, you know. I mean, three of us, you know, God and two of us, you know, we we together make the decisions and then we went again confirm that through the mentors around us yeah there's a lot of um there's a lot of truth to that where was, uh, they actually talked about this a lot during our marriage retreat uh-huh. where we went through a lot of we went on a marriage retreat i think when was it it was it was after the, um so i think it was in november uh-huh. 
it was about a year ago. Yep. Where we, uh, yeah, it was, I think pretty sure it was November where we went on a marriage retreat that the Navy had sponsored for us, and it was awesome. It was um, it was more secular, but it did encompass a lot of the um, the more religious backgrounds because it was uh, it was run by like the Navy's like chaplain corps, and you know so they but they made it accessible for you know secular and agnostic pe- uh, people, but a lot of the information that they provided was really solid, and a lot of it was surrounding this idea of highlighting incompatibilities. But they come from it from the pers- they were coming at it from the perspective of like, hey, you know what? Those areas of incompatibilities, it's too late. <laughs> you're already married. Yeah. So um, before, when you're dating, it would have been a great idea to get to know that information and to be upfront about it and to learn it and make an informed decision about it, which is pretty much what this whole episode is about. Um, but once you're married those areas of of conflict or those areas of disagreement you know you're going to have to figure out a way through them to, and establish connection and to maintain that peace in your relationship as much as you can mm-hmm. you know and then you can prioritize those areas of disagreement once you're married because there's you know you're at that point of no return but you can prioritize them in terms of like, hey, these are things that, you know, irk me about the other person, but that's just part of their personality and I'm just going to learn to live with it and love them. It's not really that big of a deal to all the way up to like, hey, this is a really big problem and we need to constantly, you know, try to come to a solution so that we have peace in our relationship, you know, and sorting through all those issues. And yeah, again, you want to work through those as well as you can when it's like how Ruby was saying with just the two of you and then come to some sort of agreement. And if the agreement is we need help or we need like a an outside perspective to mm-hmm. give us a new way forward that maybe we're not seeing um, because, again, experience. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I've seen that problem. Have you guys considered this? You know? Um, because when you're giving advice and I know like lately I've been giving advice to, um, to married couples, um, but more like one-on-one, not with the couple sitting there, but with like the man asking me like, Hey, this is what's going on in my marriage. What do you think I should do? Or like, what's your perspective on it? And there is certainly a temptation to just, Hey man, I agree with you. You're doing a hundred percent of the things right. And your spouse is doing a hundred percent of the things wrong. But anyone that's been in a relationship knows, you know, for a good amount of time that that's not reality, that there's there's always something wrong with somebody because we're we're human. We all make mistakes, you know, so finding that area of being like, hey, you know, my friend. Yes, those things that your part that your partner was doing or that your partner said, I can see how that hurts you, but. The goal is still connection. You, you know, you're married. So what sort of ways do you think that you can find a way forward? Have you tried writing to each other if you're having too much of a hard time communicating verbally in person? Oh, you tried writing to each other. Okay. Have you tried, um, you know, going away together for like a weekend and really hashing things out and writing out your you know a way forward or like what 
identifying what the like the the number one problem is to work on and work on num- problem number one, problem number two. Oh, you haven't tried that? That sounds like a good idea. Go with it. Or no, you don't like any of those ideas? Well, at least you know what you don't want to do. So there's a lot of advice. There's a lot of great people that you can go to that can bring um, perspectives for when you're on the dating side and when you're on the marriage side. Mm-hmm. I think you brought up really like great uh, points that before marriage, you have freedom to, to choose. But after the marriage, you have a commitment to stay connected and freedom is no longer an option. And I think because so many people that they already in commitment stage and they still think, oh, I still have an option. No, you don't. You have an option to stay connected, to stay to continue to love on that person and to continue to work on that person. That is your option. And I think that, you know, it's for the healthy, for aiming for the healthy relationship and marriage. I think that we need to change our mindset. Like, no, this person that I picked, that I chose, it will be my chosen person every single day. And it's not going to feel like it every single day, but this, this is my choice and I'm going to work on that. Yeah, it can be really scary to feel rejected or to feel disconnected from a person that you you have such a deep connection with with you know in marriage. But you have to get through it and you have to um you have to find a way through it because on the other side of what's causing the disconnection is deeper connection, more security, more safety. And more understanding between each between each other. It's um you know, I think about it. I think about this a lot in music too. When you play with a band, where um you know, there's there's moments where the music doesn't sound exactly correct, and it can be a lot of work to iron out those two me- two measures that those three seconds those four seconds of um, of where things are, are gray. They're not totally understood between everybody, and you can hear it. But on the other side of working through those three or four seconds is total syncopation and total alignment, and, um, and, and the music just sounds so much more beautiful when you work through those small problems that, in one sense, you could just ignore and be like, oh, it sounds good enough. Or, or you can take the approach of it's not exactly where it needs to be. But if we work on it, it will get there. It's just not going to be comfortable because clearly somebody or two or more people have a misunderstanding. You know, so that's just true in life also where when you have that dissonance, you have that disconnect. Working through it on the other side is closer and closer to, you know, Perfection isn't is not something that we can achieve, but we can keep getting closer and closer in music and in relationships and work, all the things that we do. I'm sure people can relate. There's there's always those tiny little areas of disconnect, you know. But on the other side of them is is a much more deep and profound understanding. So yes. with that, mm-hmm. we are going to dive into our um, assignment for this week. So, 
this one's a little, it takes a little bit of thinking, a little bit of um, reflection. But considering all these things that we've talked about today in terms of uh, seeking out mentorship, um, having that outside perspective on relationships, I want you guys to think about a time in which, um, and I think this might be uh, better given as an example. Let's say your dad or your mom was like, hey, you know, this is Ronnie, say you're a female, and you're such a uh, boy, you know, he he always brought over pumpkin pie or apple pie whenever we had dinner. And that really says something about his character because, you know, he doesn't come empty-handed. He mm-hmm. has, he that's then that shows selflessness. And juxtapose that to, um, you know, Peter. Peter, this guy, he always shows up to the house empty-handed. He's always, like, digging his face inside the refrigerator. He's always looking for what he can get out of things, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just not a good look. We really don't like Peter. He might be treating you okay. Things might be pretty good, but that aspect of him is going to be of of being selfish is going to rear its head later on in the relationship when you really count on him and we just don't really like Peter. Mm-hmm. Oh, your parents turned out to be right and Peter was a jerk and you should have gone with um Johnny, you know, Johnny the whole time. Uh-oh. But, you know, you didn't listen. You know, you didn't you ignored those those red flags that other people were trying to bring to your attention. Mm-hmm. So, think about that. Think about what happened, what sort of advice that you received in the past. How did you receive it? And how would you receive and how would you like to receive advice um, in the future? And who would you like to receive and aim for this advice from? You know, whether it be a pastor, um, a, a co worker, uh, your father, your mother, somebody that you, with whom you have like a lot of respect and, you know, meets all those criteria of like, hey, this person has a relationship that I would like, a mirror of, you know, that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. So think about that. Reflect on uh, advice that you, rece- you have received in the past. How did you receive it? And how are you going to um, look to receive that advice and to seek it out in the future? Yep. Well, we will leave you with uh, Simon. And that will be our Engage You Walk episode for fighting the council and thank you again for spending time with us turning into our podcast and again if you find this helpful please share with your friends share with your neighbors or whoever that you think that is going to be helpful for and don't forget to subscribe and like our podcast we thank you so much again for spending time with us and thank you for all the views and support we love you guys All right, yeah, with that, I am Drake. And my name is Ruby. And we are signing out. Bye.